0: What's going on, guys? This is Derek Marcet, and this is the Marcet Experience. Uh, this is our first podcast. Uh, the general premise of this whole thing is I drive two hours, um, one hour both ways, twice a week. And mostly, I uh, just waste the time by listening to music or the news because I hate myself I guess and I figured there was probably a more productive way to use the time and thought you know why not start my podcast and utilize the time that I have in the car to share some of my perspectives on entrepreneurship, sales, marketing, uh, fitness, personal training specifically, teaching uh, an education, things like that. So I guess it kind of just will vary and I guess the big factor is just whatever I'm thinking about or kind of like chewing on that day. So I don't expect this to uh, go nuts or anything like that but... I really think that the only original thing that a person can create anymore is a space for them to share their perspectives or their outlook on the world and so the way I look at it is if I can't create something uh, brand new and completely innovative and exciting you know I, I I'm not an inventor I'm not an engineer and it's uh it's unlikely that I ever will be but I can share my own thoughts and my own experiences and the things that have shaped and continue to shape me as a, a husband as a friend as a father as a business person um, as a casual observer of life and I think if if that's the thing that I can contribute and put down, then great. That's, I think that'll be good enough for me. So hopefully in the future we'll do some things like have some guests, maybe I'll do something cool like have people in the car with me or something like that, we'll see. (laughs) And we'll we'll go from there. And uh, quick thing, as we go along, This uh, podcast is completely supported by the audience. So if you think I'm doing a good job, uh, you know, the production, all the time, everything that goes into it, you know, it's completely funded by donations. So anybody who feels, you know, if I'm doing a good job, I'm doing a bad job, uh, whatever you think, I guess, uh, feel free to contribute. I would deeply appreciate it uh, just to keep it going and make sure that I have the resources necessary to make it worth listening to for you guys. But uh, I guess let's just get into it. So, some of the things that I was thinking about today especially are, um, how do I put this? I guess it's just like not giving a shit what people think about you. And that might come off really abrasive or aggressive I guess. And it's not meant to be just outwardly, just like you know, fuck you guys, fuck everybody, you know that kind of thing. It's not meant to be that. And uh, also, sorry, I swear a lot, and uh, I'm not trying to be like a, a mean or aggressive person. I just, uh, I just can't help it. <laughs> so I'm just gonna be myself. So whatever. Um. So what I what I was getting at is, I. I think that when it comes to how you view the world and how you interact with other people, way too often people will kind of hold themselves back. They will alter themselves to fit their surroundings. And I'm not talking about like fitting in or like respecting people's boundaries. I mean like straight up just inhibition, you know, cutting off pieces of yourself, acting a certain way, talking a certain way, just so that way, uh, you can make another person happy or like you, even if you personally don't like that version of yourself. Um, one of the things that, you know, I think about this all the time actually, and it's, maybe it's a little sad, but you know, that's what therapy's for, I guess. I, I often think about things that I do or say that I don't actually feel that way. Maybe I'm just parroting something I've heard somewhere else that I assume the person I'm speaking to may respond positively to. And so it kind of sounds like a, like a manipulation, but it's really more like I'm manipulating myself in order to be uh the version that the person in front of me would prefer and there's a couple things wrong with that honestly one of them being i'm making a decision for a person without allowing them to make a decision themselves and what i mean by that is how do i know that they don't like the real version of me Um, how do I know that they prefer the version where I pander to them? I never even give them the opportunity to do it. I never even give them the opportunity to think about it. And so that's kind of like a fucked situation. So the example I would give is sometimes I am self-conscious about like the types of music that I like. And I'll either like turn the music down or... I'll listen to something else if certain people are around or I will just straight up not tell them what I'm listening to because I'm like embarrassed about it for whatever reason. But what I'm what I'm getting at here is is why do I care? Why do, why does anyone care? They shouldn't. If if it's something that you like, if it's something that you believe, if it's something that you feel, you can still be that person unapologetically, and still be open to people's perspective you don't owe anybody anything, therefore you don't have to pander to whatever it is that they like or prefer or need to feel comfortable about you don't have to do any of those things and the the root maybe not the root, but the, the overarching issue here to me is that if you do that consistently, it's just like the, the like famous Michael Jordan quote, and I'm gonna butcher this, so I'm just gonna paraphrase it, but he, he said something along the lines of, if you quit once or give up once, it just makes it easier to quit or give up again, and then it becomes a habit. And in this case, When you shrink yourself down to be a preferable version to another person, what ends up happening is it just gets easier to do that all the time. And then what you end up doing is you end up delivering a micro kind of fake version of yourself. And the reason why I think that's kind of fucked is because it alters your perspectives and it alters the experiences other people have with you. One of the things that I talk to a lot of my staff about, we we often talk about not making choices for other people and owning the interactions that they're involved in. What I mean by that is when you are in a conversation with a person, you are responsible for 50% of that experience. It's just like when you're in traffic. You're not in traffic. You are traffic. You're contributing to traffic. And so when you're in a conversation and you have a negative experience, it's not the person who is in front of you. It's not their fault. It's both of your fault. You're both contributing to the conversation. It takes the two of you in order to uh, create this experience. So, kind of getting back on track here, when you, when you eliminate that as an option, when you uh, eliminate this like shrink myself down, you know, no confidence, if you eliminate that issue and you, you maintain your confidence, you maintain your personal identity, you just do the things that you want to do, one, you're going to be way happier because you're going to experience the world in the way that you truly feel, the way you truly believe. And so all of your interactions are going to come from a place that are like genuinely you. So you're not diluting your experiences or the other person's or the other people's experiences of you or the situation. Does that make sense? It's all about the perspective of how you view yourself, how you view the world, how you view others, and then how other people do the same thing. I'm not sitting here trying to tell you guys that you can 100% control the narrative of how a person views you or feels about you or be- what they believe about you, you're going to be a different person to everyone all the time. Uh, there's gonna, the, the, the version of you that you believe is going to be different to every other person. But wouldn't it be preferable if you were able to just do you just to be yourself, enjoy the things that you enjoy, feel the way you feel unapologetically all the time with confidence, knowing that no matter what you do, people are going to view you however they view you anyway. Right? It's, it's kind of a silly concept. We, we do all of these things, you know. I turn my music down or I change my country music or I won't listen to the Backstreet Boys. Go ahead, judge me, I don't care. It's <laughs> the whole point, right? Um, I won't do those things around certain people because I'm like, oh no, what if they don't like that or what if they think that's lame or whatever, you know. Whatever. Who cares? That's who I am. I enjoy those things. I'm not going to stop. So I'm just going to like completely hide from it and stay in, in, in this little bubble where I secretly enjoy what I enjoy and that's just one example but it 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 goes you know it applies to everything so I was thinking about that today and I just had to get it out because it was really bothering me and I don't know why I don't know why I choose to um, believe certain narratives. I think the rational thing to do would be like, you know, if you, if you simply can't just not care, well then it's okay to just not associate with people who don't make you feel good. I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not saying that like you shouldn't go to work if the people there don't make you feel good. Like, I mean, if they make you feel like trash, Hundred percent. You probably should find another job. Happier people are typically healthier, more productive. You know, that's. I don't think that's any any secret. But when it comes to personal relationships, where it's really uh, you're opting in to the interaction. If you never walk away feeling good with that, you know, whether it's friends, family, whatever, just don't do that. You shouldn't have to be less of yourself because, again, referring back to that uh, you know butchered Michael Jordan quote that I was uh, providing, every time you shrink yourself down like that, every time you deny a portion of yourself, every time you put yourself in a position where you pretend to be someone or something that you're not, it gets easier and easier to do that until the lines of what is okay and who you are versus who you pretend to be, those lines get really gray. They get a little bit blurry. And it gets a lot harder to determine or just simply be who you really are. So, I think this stems a lot from confidence. And Personally, my experience with teaching people how to be confident, and learning to be confident myself, it seems a lot like it's just a, a sensation thing. A lot of people are uncomfortable with things that they haven't experienced before and I think that's probably because when there is gaps in your personal knowledge or understanding of a like, particular thing, it can probably, it's likely very overwhelming to think about all of the possible scenarios. Maybe that's anxiety and maybe I'm only speaking to a like, core group of people here. Um, or maybe that's just the human condition itself. Maybe when, when people have these experiences where they're uncomfortable because they haven't done it before, they don't have a lot of reps in that thing, I can see how they might create scenarios and try to fill those gaps And that can be scary because it's a theoretical situation that's never happened, might never happened, but it might happen. And that could be great or it could be horrifying. I suppose that completely depends on how tight a grasp you have on your your faculties. And what I mean by that is how well you can talk yourself into or out of something, if you are the type of person who can't get yourself motivated or who can't seem to, you know, uh, maybe find the courage to do things, maybe you're afraid of rejection or something like that, I can see how that would be really, really difficult. But in my experience, the the answers here to to this this kind of overarching ambiguous question are usually just doing it, forcing the experience. I typically tell people if um, if something makes them uncomfortable within reason, you know, things that are uncomfortable specifically to things that they haven't done before, business things, um, things that you might expect through just lack of experience. I usually tell them, use that sensation, that, that discomfort, use that as a call to action to go do that thing. Because the sooner you gain some experience in that particular avenue in that particular area, you start to cross some things off of your list of what might happen here. And you start to put yourself in a position where you can really start to see patterns. You can start breaking down these little interactions, these little opportunities and say, oh, typically when this happens, this is the result. Or when I do this, people typically respond in this way. So I think that's really how you develop confidence is by experiencing things that are uncomfortable for you. And the only way to experience those things that are uncomfortable is to identify what's uncomfortable. What are those things? What am I avoiding? Why am I avoiding it? The why may not matter if you just do it, if you just push yourself and go do those things, you know, I'll use doing sales as an example. People are always terrified of sales and it's usually because they have this narrative in their mind of what sales is, what it looks like. You know, I often use the like used car salesman, uh, like a concept. Not because I think used car salesmen are bad, but in the nineties, there was this like really bad, um, just narrative about sleazy car salesmen, right? Just trying to, you know, get a deal. It didn't matter if, uh, they lied to you or whatever the case was. And for some reason that, that seems to have stuck around to a lot of people. And so it always makes them feel like whatever they're doing, whatever they're selling, whatever they're asking someone for money, that they're doing something dirty. But the fact is, if you are offering something of value that solves a problem for someone, then the next natural step is to trade the value. You are going to provide the thing, they're going to provide money. That's, that's the way that it has to go. Otherwise, nothing's going to happen. But the only way to find that out for sure for yourself is if you go and actually do that thing. How do you create perspective for sales? Well, sometimes you just have to go do some sales. It seems ridiculous, but it definitely makes sense. It'll... It'll really handle itself. So, if you're like, man, I'm terrified of doing sales, there's a really strong chance that you're going to have a really hard time with sales until you start doing them. So, we're going to put a pause on this for now and uh, come right back to this. So, to sum that up, you know, this isn't a lesson about sales, it's really more an open ended kind of just walk through of, of confidence and having used sales as the example, just to summarize, when you're uncomfortable with something, you're unlikely to have any confidence doing that thing. And you're usually uncomfortable with a thing because you have very little experience having done it. And as a result there's a gap in your knowledge. There's a gap in the information that you have readily available. So what ends up happening is you fill that gap. And if you're uncomfortable with something that you don't have a lot of knowledge in, you typically fill that gap with a lot of negativity. But the only thing that happens here is you're just creating theoretical scenarios that push you in the direction of lesser and lesser confidence. So that being the case, the only way to break that feedback loop and start to develop confidence would be to eliminate all of these theoretical things that are seemingly negative and go experience that thing in real life. Because what's gonna happen, the worst possible scenario, using this sales example again, the worst possible scenario here is that you ask for the money and they say no. Dramatic pause for effect. But that's it. That's, that, that's Seriously, that's it. But for some reason, when we don't experience that thing, the sensation of what that might feel like or what might happen is so strong that it will paralyze some people. And they'll just avoid that thing that they're uncomfortable with all the time, forever sometimes. And that's probably a good time to like plug, like having a good mentor or maybe listening to a good podcast that you resonate with um, because you can cultivate experiences or perspective through other people. But coming back around again, you know, we're going to keep hitting this full circle to this Michael Jordan quote. Every time you avoid that thing, every time you say, nope, can't do it. Uh, too nervous, too scared, you eliminate the opportunity to develop some confidence. You eliminate the opportunity to learn something. You eliminate the opportunity to reduce or completely eliminate some of those theoretical negative things. So you just reinforce the habit, you reinforce your lack of confidence. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're not confident. Therefore, you don't seek out opportunities to become confident, whereby you create these theoretical things that would happen if you were to pursue such things, which lowers your confidence, especially when questioned or challenged on that particular subject. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So how does this all fit in together? How does this all make sense, Derek? You're ranting. Well, that's kind of how I communicate. It's kind of what I do. Um, I talk through things in long form. So maybe podcasting is more for me than it is for you. Who knows? We're going to find out. Or not. Who knows? It fits together this way. If you constantly are shrinking yourself down to be a version of yourself that other people might prefer in a way that you don't even ask, you don't even determine, you're just doing it because you're making decisions for other people, that's the same thing as creating these theoretical situations, these theoretical negative outcomes. It's just another way to not develop confidence. It's just another way to not move forward, to not get better. This is what I mean about shaping your reality and putting yourself in this position where you experience reality and people experience you in the closest possible way that is true and real which is going to open up opportunities, right? Ideally that best suit you, your goals, who you are, what you want. But when you become this, you know, falsified version, it turns into an interpretation that isn't anywhere close to your own. You can't control everything in life, but you can control yourself if you so choose. So it comes right back to the confidence. Every single time you alter your experiences or your reality to fit someone else's preferences, you just give yourself an opportunity to question yourself and your own confidence, to shrink down, alter your reality and ultimately, get further and further away from what you truly want. A lot of the time, uh, I don't know. Some some of you may know the 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 term Occam's Razor, and loosely, it's the simplest solution is often the correct one. And I think. A lot of things in life follow this principle, including how to exist as yourself. Just go do the things that you wanna do, just be who you are regularly. Some of you guys, you know, you're gonna get triggered by this, you're gonna be like, well, that's real easy, it must be must be so easy to just go do those things. No, I didn't say that. Um, that's, that's you projecting your insecurity, which in part is a result of a lack of confidence on your part. Likely because you avoid things that make you uncomfortable. So I'm not going to apologize for that. That's on you. Hopefully you keep listening to this and it clicks. Maybe you seek out a mentor. Maybe you continue to seek out podcasts that question your current belief system or whatever you think your belief system is uh, I'm not sure I hope you stick around truthfully I really do but I didn't say it was easy it's not going to be easy but it is simple because all you need to do is go do that thing and whatever the outcome is it's not guaranteed I didn't say that was either but it is an opportunity to learn something which will help create or develop some perspective which will allow you to start dialing in on what is the pattern? What actually happens when I do these things or what, what happens here? You know, no one bit my head off, literally. Maybe somebody will yell at you, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> handling getting yelled at comfortably is a skill and I hope you seek out some opportunities to get better at it because it's likely that someone will probably yell at you in your life. The point is, if, if you're sitting here and you're saying, well, oh, man, that sounds, sounds nice, must be easy, uh, must be nice to just be able to say these things, that's on you. It's not easy. It's not going to be easy. I just hit a hard bump. That's the negatives of doing podcasts in the car. Um, it's not going to be easy. But you will learn from it. It will be a finite experience in your life. It will be a thing that happened. You will be able to look back on it and reflect on it and make choices about similar experiences in the future. It'll help you game plan, if you will. It'll help you make choices. It'll help you get better. It'll help you eliminate those negative possible outcomes, right? It'll help you uh change the the voices in your head if you will so I think that is all I have to say which is kind of surprising to me because I am known for ranting a bit longer but this was this was good. I I think I'm gonna leave you guys off with this and say leave me some comments Um, leave me like a voice message I think that's possible on Spotify Um, and tell me what you think what are some things that you might like to kind of talk more about or discuss more of maybe things that we can get a deeper dive into, more context more specific examples I'm happy to do it, you know the fact is, I'm in this car no matter what I do so I might as well help some of you guys if, uh, if, if at all possible. Um, at least that way, I can feel good about the time I'm spending in the car. And like I said, ideally it helps someone get a little bit better. Or at least points them in the direction to get better. Um, like I said, the entire podcast is completely funded by uh, myself and uh, to to make the experience as positive as I can for you guys I do accept donations on this so please if you think I'm doing a half decent job I uh, very much appreciate it Um, otherwise do me a favor check back in we're going to be doing this every Tuesday and Thursday right around call it like 8 to 8.30-ish, you know, around there for anywhere between 30 minutes to an hour, uh, Tuesday and Thursday, and that's Eastern Standard Time for anybody who uh, might be crazy enough to listen from somewhere else that isn't in my direct uh, (laughs) core circle. Um, Hi mom, question mark. Otherwise, thank you guys very much. I really do appreciate the opportunity, uh, to talk to you guys and just kind of take what I have and put it out there. Um, again, my name is Derek Marset. We'll get more into some of the things that I do, uh, in other episodes, I'm sure. And this is the, uh, this has been the Marset perspective in the car. Thanks guys.